All right. I saw your hips swiveling all over the place. <laughs> so we're right. That's the Soweto String Quartet with a beautiful number called Millennia. It was uh, part of the, not it was part, it was a music video they uh, produced and filmed in Johannesburg in 2008. This is Lead Stories. I'm Eutrice Lead, and it is Free Your Mind Friday. Is that a great thing? Liberate your mind by voicing your opinion about something, and that's the clue. Don't get on here and just start talking and rambling all over the place. Have some point of view, a specific point of view about something that you deem important that other people should know about, and you take a position. You've got to take a position on whatever it is you're raising. So you can free your mind, which is one thing, but you can help us at the same time understand what it is you're, to you're talking about. And you can have access to our minds uh, by educating us about an issue or a problem or just a thought that you would want us to consider. But you've got to have an opinion about something. I don't care what that something is. Have an opinion about it. The other thing is this. Uh, when you free your mind, understand that it is actually an act of liberation. You are liberating yourself. You are putting your thoughts out in the ether so people can decide whether they, they can follow you, follow your logic. And it doesn't matter if people agree or disagree. That's very important for you to keep in mind. What matters is that you make your case as best you can whether it's in favor of something or it really opposes something, that's okay. But the thing is, you want to do a good job of communicating where you stand, and that's good enough. You're not required to please <laughs> the masses. You're not required to do that. You're required only to make your case and so that we can appreciate where you're going. And it's very simple, a very simple thing to do. It's, it, you, you call 888-874-4888 and you tell us what it is that you're thinking and why you're thinking it. Don't just ramble, please because you're going to force me to be very rigid and, and say, no, this is not your day, maybe next week, <laughs> as you review and then come back. But the point is to get you in the habit of expressing a point of view. Whether people like it or not, that's up to them. 
but you have a point of view about something that you think is important that people should be considering. All right? Very simple. 888-874-4888. I am stoked for today's crop of opinions. E from Edgewater starts us off today. Good afternoon, Beatrice. Good afternoon, E. What's going on with you? I'm very disappointed, very disappointed indeed, because this is the progressive radio network, and the people that listen to the progressive radio network should be smarter than the sheeple people, and we can't be allowed to be drawn into these games that they play with us, and we're being played again with this ploy that Biden is using to get himself a higher approval rating when these midterm elections are coming up. He has to appear strong, and he's got his friends, by, uh, Putin, and the government of Ukraine helping him like they helped him before with his son needed money. And they're going along with this thing that we know as smart people, because we listen to Progressive Radio Network and you treat lead, and we know better than to be pulled into this quicksand. Back all the way back, World War II, we dropped two bombs on Japan, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and we showed what happens when a country drops the bomb, everybody dies. So there would be no way we would get into a war with another country that has nuclear capability because everybody would lose. We already know that's been established for 60 years. That's why we don't want the countries in the Middle East to get the nuclear capability because these fundamentalist people feel that their, their reward is in the next life. So they don't care if they destroy the whole world. That's why we're always so concerned, right? But now the concern goes out the window just because Putin decides to put some troops on the border. Now we should all get into this big World War III. It's a smoke screen. They're covering up what's going on in Canada because they know if that grows, it could grow into something really big. And if the truckers could get the railroad people and the boat, the, the shipping people, and the air freight people to all join in, we could shut down the whole world's economy and then get things back to normal. So then we're going to put an end to that quick, and they don't want us paying any attention to what's going over there. Those people are peacefully protesting, and they're being pushed down, and they have no support because it's all being hidden. This, this system that controls the politicians and the media has them working for them because they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. They know what happens to people that bite the hand that feeds them. They provided the, the schools and the universities for all these people to get educated, to have a good life and get of a career. And now you're supposed to support the system that made that all possible. And people like Joe Rogan is not doing what he's supposed to do. And Gary Null and Eutrice Lee and Ephraim Edgewater, we're all not doing what we're supposed to do. 
And I'm disappointed that more people aren't understanding this. All right. Well, thank you for freeing your mind. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We go next to Berkeley. You're on the air. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, Harvey here. Harvey here. Hi, hi, Harvey. What's going on? Well, I just want to thank you for being queen of the internet. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, (laughs) and uh, today uh, I want to talk about uh, photovoltaic or solar panels that can be manufactured to adopt to different weather patterns thereby increasing their electricity output potential. So today I'd like to share an idea that I call the aqua solar panel. Uh, that's spelled A-Q-U-A-S-O-L-A-R, panels, P-A-N-E-L-S. Uh, it turns out that many parts of the world, including the North American, the, including America's Northwest, experience heavy rainfalls as well as an abundance abundant amount of sunshine during the year and the monsoon rains are excuse me these monsoon rains are responsible for a substantial portion of global uh, um, precipitation especially in tropical countries the major the major monsoons are asian australian monsoon the west central african monsoon the caribbean monsoon and the north central and south America monsoons. Um, Aquasolar panels are designed to generate clean, renewable electricity from both the sun and the rain. Uh, The concept is simple. Uh, When I go to my bank's ATM, which stands for Automated uh, Teller Machine, there's a transparent touchscreen that I tap with my finger to tell the ATM how much money I want. And these ATM transparent touchscreens use a piezoelectric technology. Uh, piezoelectric te- technology is a solid-state technology that turns uh, my finger taps into electrical signals that tell the ATM what I want to do. Uh, so my idea is to put a transparent piezoelectric touchscreen cover on solar panels to create what I call the aqua solar panel. And the aqua solar panel can be used to convert the kinetic energy, that's the mechanical energy, of rain, of heavy raindrops falling on the aqua solar panel's transparent piezoelectric touchscreen cover into electricity during rainstorms. And when the monsoon rains have stopped and the sun comes out, the aqua solar panels turn the sunlight into electricity. So rain or shine, it's aqua solar time. And if you have any questions about the aqua solar panels, I'll gladly answer them to the best of my ability. Okay, let's see if anybody takes you up on it. Anyone interested in Harvey's uh, short presentation on the aquasolar panel? This is the time to ask your question. Thank we have you. no thank questions you. yet. Okay, well, thank you very much, Patrice. No oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. And it's a great idea. I don't know how that gets translated um, because this is all science and whatnot, and I'm not there yet. <laughs> but uh, if you say it could work, let's let's check in with you. I'm probably not too distant future as to how far along you are with it. Thank you. 
Alrighty, 888-874-4888. Jackie from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon, you teeth and the listening family. How, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm hanging in. Yeah, we all are. Um, <laughs> the first caller touched on what I'd like to bring up today. Uh, I'm very concerned, and I don't hear any um, response from this government regarding the uh, Canadian border and the truckers and uh, what impact that is going to and has already begun to have on the American economy. That's number one. We don't hear anything about that. And linked with uh, the rising cost of food, I don't know about where you are, but in New York, a quart of uh, strawberries is seven ninety nine. Get kidding! No, not seven ninety nine. Oh, this is strawberries three ninety nine for a pint of blueberries. Five dollars, almost five dollars for a half a gallon of milk. So I don't know why the people are sitting silently and not asking the questions of the politicians, what is happening. And my major concern, and I have to credit my friend who listens every day but doesn't want me to say her name, uh, she sent me some research this morning regarding the Canadian government, the parliament, and the emergency powers of the uh, Prime Minister of Canada, which she said these powers were enacted under his father, and they haven't been put in place. They haven't been activated. But uh, what's happening is that uh, he's seeking, he meaning the Prime Minister of Canada, is seeking to put in this Emergency Powers Act so that he can restrict the truckers and the, um, the border problem. But what my question is, besides Canada's problem, they are a contiguous border to the United States and everybody's focusing on what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. But no, what is anybody talking about what's happening here in America with the borders and possible boycotting or, you know, delay of transport by truckers and railroads and all other kinds of things? Who is responsible for this? Why is this happening? I don't hear anything in the news about it. So that's one of my Who do you concerns. think is responsible? I don't know. I think there is some international. I don't think it's only limited to truck drivers and uh, the vaccine. I think this vaccine controversy has caused such a suspicion and um, all kinds of reactions and various groups with various political agendas are latching on to that. But what I'm concerned about, I don't hear anything from the American side about what's happening, what's going to happen to the economy, what's going to happen to uh, people trying to get food, and just the total disruption of transportation of goods and services into this country. So that's my concern. What would be, uh, in your view, a good approach, something that would be effective in bringing to light or uh, bringing well, to the attention yeah. of the public that we are in very uh, precarious times and we have to have better answers than, well, you know, this is what happens at a time like this. 
Well, one of the, uh, you could start with even the uh, governors of the bordering states to the Canadian uh, border. They should at least be looking at this or calling for an investigation. And even the uh, so-called Division of Homeland Security. You don't hear anyone speaking about it, not the governors, not the federal elected officials, and not the president. No one is talking about this at all. Every once in a while you get a news blurb about what's happening in Ottawa, but no one is talking about what's happening, what is the impact on the other side of the border. So, uh, you know, start there. Start with the elected officials in the states that this has an impact on. And even start with the, you know, the federal agencies that have something to do with trucking and and uh, cross-country transportation and all these kinds of things. But I'm alarmed that I don't know. No one seems to even be talking about this. Well, I'm not hearing anything. Why do you think? What is what is the reason for the silence right now? You think? Well, part of the reason is there's been a diversion of public attention away from internal issues in this country to um, international issues, which is what we're talking about, you know, the Ukraine, Russia, United States, diplomacy or lack of diplomacy. And I, I'm, I know that that's a serious issue. But at the same time, uh, what about the people who live right within this country, working and struggling every day just to put food on their table? I don't see I think anybody. You raise an interesting point about the silence because I think it is deliberate. Um, there is a, a kind of thought about if you raise the question or if you talk about it, you're provoking an uprising, because people will immediately latch on to what you're saying and take to the streets. And that's about where people are right now. You don't want, at least from the government's point of view, you don't want to incite anybody's anger any further. Not right now. Because I understand that, that but go ahead. I, I agree with you, Patrice, but the point is, and I'm just keeping it basic. Basic. Yes, me like too. Food. I was just putting my grocery list together. Right. And I said, is, is that right? I had to check. I said, is it? And then couple that right? with, with the other issue is even with the uh, federal system with the ERAP money, where people with evictions were stayed off, landlords collected the money. But now, that does not stop people from getting evicted after the landlords collected the money. So now you have people who are still facing eviction, coupled with the inflation, coupled with, uh, you know, the whole issue of the mental illness that has been unmasked because of, you know, COVID and the quarantine and uncertainty. One month you can wear the mask, next month take the mask off. So, I mean, it's just on and on and on. How much can people take? But what I don't understand is why even the governors of these uh, states are not speaking out. Because it's my understanding that the truckers are calling for the truckers on this side of the border to join in their protests. So if that happens... Well, I'll I'll tell you, it won't be long before people respond 
and it's not going to be pretty. I mean, in putting together my grocery list, four rolls of toilet paper for $17. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, come on. What about a can of soup for $3 and between three nineteen and three eighty nine for one can of soup? Progressive. No, we have to. We end up going into the streets. I predict it because this cannot hold much longer as it is right now. It it can't continue. I agree, but what, my question is: Why aren't people questioning why this government has like thirty billion dollars to give to someone else when people right here? in this country are struggling. People are questioning it, but it's, again, there's some kind of an organization at the highest levels of government that says, don't make things even tougher right now by appearing to attack the Biden administration. What we need, you know, the the whole idea that what you need is uh, consolidation of effort. You don't need quarreling. So uh, that is the thought that they're pushing right now. But $17 for (laughs) four rolls of toilet paper, it's ridiculous. What about if you want to buy, my friend told me last night, three ribeye steaks for those who eat meat, $55. Well, you see, on the flip side of what you're talking about, I agree, is where we have to organize. People should just stop uh, their practices, their usual practices, and radically alter what it is they're doing. For example, I have gotten very serious about vegetarianism. And even so, it looks like I can't afford that. No, you know, why you won't? Because a, a couple um, of tomatoes, a couple of tomatoes is two dollars and something cents. That's that's not that's not right. And the sad part is the farm workers are not seeing the money. That doesn't go to no. people that are working in farms and in the factories. That money does not trickle down to them. So this no. is, I'm with Brother David when he talks about the oligarchy. And, and it's the same thing over and over. I don't care if you're talking about toilet paper, paper towels, strawberries, ribeye steak, lettuce. You know, the persons who are responsible for the workers and the workers in the fields and in the factories and all these places, they're not seeing this money. So who is benefiting from it? And then for all your dead silence from the elected officials on every level. I'm with you on this one all the way, but I predict it's not going to be much longer before we see people in the streets saying, if you don't do something, Mr. Biden, we will. Thanks so much for calling and contributing today. Thank you for freeing your mind today. Thank you. Tony from Florida, you're on the air. Hi, Trees. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Uh, I want to uh, continue that. I think we lost you, Tony. Could you hang up and call back? 
uh, we'll wait and see how it works. But we lost you. Okay, we're waiting for Tony to call back. Uh, something, we heard a little glitch there, and next thing, oh, his call dropped on its own, we am told from the uh, studio. Well, Tony called back. In the meantime, others can call in at 888-874-4888. It is Free Your Mind Friday. Is there anything more important to do on a Friday than to free your mind? <laughs> You've had a whole week uh, exposed to some bizarre stories and developments. This is a time to put it all in perspective and share your views. You know, as a matter of fact, you can take a break right now. You'll take a break and come back to your questions and to your points of view and to your opinions right after this at 888-874-4888. You're listening to Lead Stories on PRN.FM. I'm Eutrice Lead, and it is Free Your Mind Friday. It's a regular feature here, and it is exactly what I said. <laughs> the title of the program is exactly what it is. You free your mind. You advance a thought or an opinion that you feel very strongly about and so that we can appreciate what your point of view is. Uh, it is not important. It really does not matter whether you agree or disagree. It's important that you appreciate the person's point of view. That's it. Even if you want to uh, disagree with it, but appreciate it, not attack the person. That's what they think. So it's an exercise in the long run of getting us all used to the idea of expressing a point of view, even when we anticipate even that, that people would disagree. But you make such a credible argument that people are likely to say, hmm, I didn't think of it that way. Or, that's new. All right? 888-874-4888. Willie from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Um, good afternoon, uh, Sister Eutrice and my, the good parents. Good afternoon, Willie. Thank you. Um, yeah, Eutrice, I, I, um, I respect you. That's number one. Okay. And I listen to you um, live and on, on the, uh, the archive. Now, yesterday, I have a problem with with uh, with um, the, the question you raised. Now, I've always said that uh, the PRN family. What was the question, by the way? What was the question that I raised about um, um, Ukraine and um, U.S. and Russia? Now, what was the question? But what was the question? What, what do we? Can... In other words, what do we think is going to happen after? Uh, okay. Um, yes. Uh, okay. But uh, I, I think you, Chief. I'm just going back to that. I, I, I kind of felt a little offended, and respectfully, because I'm saying that 
we, I know, and most of us know that you know um, the PRN listeners. They, they're very intelligent people, and the, the, that um, that issue you raise, we we know, we know. I think we most of most of us know that this is just a, a window dressing. They're doing something else behind the scene that they don't want us to know. We know that because we listen to PRN. You see what I'm saying? We know what's no. I don't understand what you're saying. Because the, the point is that could be any number of varying opinions on the same thing. Mm. What is it that you're disagreeing with? Um, do you, uh, as far as the U.S. is concerned, we know that it's just, they just, uh, it, it's, uh, they just, uh, oh, I forgot a term that you would use, but they're just making noise. Just like in, just like in, um, in, in North Korea. Yes, but aren't you, aren't you going to the other extreme of dismissing it as being unimportant when in fact it is at the base of a lot of what is happening now and what will happen soon. It's agitating the people. It is bringing awareness to the people from that point of view. It is about saying to the nation, this is a serious time, and here's why, from our perspective. Of course, I think I agree with you on the, the issue that we have to bear certain things in mind. It is propaganda. Right. So we right. cannot, this is Lee's point. It's propaganda, and we have to nonetheless try to navigate through it. But you can't just dismiss it as being unimportant. But you see, um, we, uh, we know, uh, the media, one of the reasons why we listen to PRA is because we know we're getting truth, and particularly, uh, and WBI to a certain point. And so we know the, the, the regular news media, we know they're, they're lying. Because. I, but because, you can't say that. You, you, uh, where is your proof that they're lying? You can't say just, things like that. Without just, um, definitive proof, you could say, I have very strong feelings that they're not telling us the whole truth. That's different. Okay. But you can't make an accusation and say they're lying. Usually, you look at the historical record. No, the historical look. record has nothing to do with it. Anytime you make a statement, no matter who makes the statement, you're responsible for the fact of that statement if it is, in fact, uh, based in in uh, reality and fact. You can, you know, President Biden has made several statements already that are wrong, that are not factual, and he is the leader of the country. You have to be very careful. A lot of Heads of state, Donald Trump, look at Trump, as a profligate liar. I feel safe in saying that because he's been proven to be that. Exactly. Yes, but exactly at the same time, that does not release 
him from blame. We can't just say, well, you know, he lies a lot. No. He might be telling one in one in a thousand things that he says might be true. (laughs) But you can't just say, well, you know, he's lying. Because of your record, your history tells you who you are, you three. No, no, no. But you're making the statement now. And in the here and now, you're responsible for doing your very best to ascertain what the truth is now. When I do look at things from a historical perspective, that's how I, I do look at things, and uh, and I'm sure um, when when I looked at um, the the situation with North Korea and them, and what they were saying, um, uh, the president, uh, the premier of North Korea, wasn't saying anything. He just went about doing his business, and the the United States and and its media and those people are are supposed to be leading us and guiding us and reporting the truth. We found out they just they 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 um they left him and and, and that was the end of that story. Absolutely. A, but here's the thing you can't let history be the determinant of how you operate now. That happened then, this is happening now. The same condition applies. You can't be what I would call too loose with the facts and just jump to a conclusion and then you say that because frankly you're doing exactly what they're doing which is fighting for people's minds and to influence people's minds by any means necessary which is mostly lying or distorting the truth you can't do that you, you but um, when I look at things that are that that have cost our lives, millions of people all over the world, and what we were told. For example, um, Iraq. I mean, they showed I'm not disagreeing with you at all. You're absolutely correct. In our collective experience, even in our individual experience, we can see how we've been lied to. But we don't want to put ourselves in a position of saying, Well, since they lie, right out the box, I'm going to disbelieve them and come to the conclusion that they're lying. Okay, well, where's your proof? I I guess I'm just looking at the historical record. This, This is why I pay no attention to them and what they're saying, because I know they're liars. And that's why I, yes. that, that's what you, you can't Most say you what, know there. Like, this is what I'm trying to get to you. What, what, Find a different way to freeze it. Find a different way to present it. Other than okay. you know for a fact they're lying right off, right out of the box. But they always lie, you Yeah, there you go again. You're not listening to me. It, they always lie. No, they don't always lie. They may lie 99.9% of the time. Mm. But what about when they say something that's absolutely true? Like what? I can't remember that. Okay. 
Paul, you don't want to remember that either. You see, the point I'm saying is we do not get anywhere when we mirror their behavior and their actions. We we don't get anywhere. Okay. We know. They they are government people. They would lie. Lying comes with the territory. As I said, look at Donald Trump. Practically every single thing that he has presented as fact has been proven to be a lie. But it was proven. He's he's now trying to uh, defend himself as the one of the richest men in the world. That's far from the truth. He he has what I would consider a major psychological problem, and he cannot tell the truth. He just his whole mind rebels against it. He can't tell the truth. Yeah, but I remember before before he before he even got elected, you did a program program on 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 him. So right right there, I knew who we were dealing with. So I took I totally dismissed him or anything he says. No, you can't dismiss. He's a head of state. What are you going to do? You dismiss him? Absolutely. If you allow you then you 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 putting yourself in harm's way. It might just be the the, the case that the one time, one in a fifty thousand times that he has lied, he's actually telling the truth, <laughs> and and perhaps you might need to know the truth at that time. You never know. Well, for yourself, build yourself a fortress that way by saying, I will come to conclusions. No, no question about that. At some point, I'll come to a conclusion, but I do not want to operate automatically from the position that that person is a liar. You're absolutely correct. Because I, I remember one time he told us the truth. He said, oh, that's fake media. And that's something I, I, I knew 20 years ago. And he was telling the truth that time. See? One in a million chance. <laughs> one in a million times. He actually came, he, he hoped everything he said was true. But you see what I'm saying is don't yes. sell yourself short. Because... When you have doubts, as you should, about anything, it is a form of self-protection in that you are confronting the reality that you're experiencing and questioning yourself. Am I supposed to believe this or am I supposed to dismiss it? And you can, you know, you can examine it. It doesn't hurt. Examine and you may not want to do that every time the person makes a statement because it is tedious. At some point, you will come to the conclusion that the person tells more lies than truth. And you make your decisions accordingly. 
I, I, I guess that 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 um, uh, we have to. It's something that I have to do because I, 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 it's, it's something that bothers me, you know, especially. And that's that. That is why I, um, I this this this, sta- this station. This is why I'm so uh, attached to it. I don't listen to nothing else. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to live like that, though. It's a big world, and even some of those. The, the sleaziest corners of the world are worth paying attention to because you may find that there is a kernel of reality, a kernel of truth that you may want to take a second and a third and a fourth look at. You don't just want to dismiss people like that. Sometimes it's like saying, uh, I, I would imagine, uh, if you're drowning and a guy you know to be a liar is trying to save you, what, what are you going to do? You're a liar. Goodbye. <laughs> and drown yourself? No, but when I say that, I mean organizations that are supposed to inform the people you treat. Yes, you but know, you don't know. We do not know in the end. Okay. We take the same chances. We do not know what's the absolute of anything. We don't know what the absolute truth is. We don't know what the absolute lies are. We try to figure it out on the basis of logic, but that's as far as we could go. We have no way of proving the person is no good. We come to that conclusion after repeat offenses that most of our experience with a person is that that person does not tell the truth, not generally, no. Well, over time, you trees, you'll see, uh, the truth will, you will begin to see the truth over time. Because there are certain things I heard um, on VI 20 years ago. Now I'm seeing it. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so well, that, well, that means well, that they were good. They read the 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 they read the the planes very well, and they were fine um, in coming to certain conclusions about it. But that should not be your individual um, your measurement. You, you, in the end, have to make your own decision. Yes, I know. Okay, so you can't wait for somebody to make the decision first. You make your decision independently of right, right. whichever yeah, authority presented you with the idea. Thanks, Willie, for calling today. Thank you so much. Tony, you're back. Good to have you. Hi, hi Chris. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, I got cut off last time. Uh, I was trying to uh, uh, jump on the uh, discussion you had with Jackie about the inflation situation we're having in the country. And um, I, I don't know how far God was able to, to speak or not, but basically what I was trying to say was that the energy has a lot to do with um, the prices of goods in this country and that um, uh, Joe Biden uh, started – a, a kind of a war on the energy industry in the country when he signed off 
on uh, several executive orders when he first got elected. And that has at our stores. Um, and I understand that the uh, the folks that are for... Uh, hold uh, a second, new, hold a second, Tony. Yes. You're going in and out, and I don't know why. But let's let's uh, continue. Okay, can you hear Yeah. Okay. Now, what I was saying is that uh, Joe Biden signed several uh, executive orders when he first got elected. Basically, one was uh, stopping the uh, co completion of a pipeline uh, and also um, uh, the banning of uh, more drilling of uh, oil on federal lands. And um, uh, basically, this is the cost that we pay for that. Uh, in this country, uh, we, the, the current economy uh, uh, relies on these uh, fossil fuels at the moment. Alternative fuels are not able to replace fossil fuels at this moment in time. Uh, at, a, at an affordable cost, although they are making progress, but completely uh, weaning off of fossil fuels at this moment is causing a, a rise in energy costs that um, we're obviously seeing at the pump. You can see it in the grocery stores. And, and it's not just us. Europe is also doing the same as well. And I believe in Germany, they're uh, actually shutting down their nuclear power plants, and they're going to start going to, uh, I believe it's um, uh, hydrogen hydrogen uh, uh, power plants. And that's why Germany heavily depends on, on Russia for that, that gas pipeline that's supposed to be going into Germany. Uh, but uh, so there's like this transition that we're trying to do, but it's causing this uh uh, rise of cost of energy, and uh, and also I believe in New York City and in, I'm not sure if in California, but they're they're pretty soon they're going to ban the use of natural gas uh, within homes, and they're going to get rid of the, the gas stove. And here in Florida, not that many homes have gas stoves, but I I I, I have one here in Florida, but I and I like my gas stove. <laughs> you know, I prefer that over an electric stove. Uh, but they're, they're going to get rid of these things. And these things, um, like, for instance, in Florida, the electricity rate is not that expensive because most of our appliances run on electricity. That's the way our economy in Florida is structured. But in places like the Northeast, where they still use natural gas, and in some places, they, I'm, I believe they still use oil. And I'm, I'm, from when I lived there, they were still using oil to heat certain homes. Uh, but most of them had transitioned from oil to natural gas, and now they want to transition from natural gas to electricity. But in those states in the Northeast, electricity rates are very expensive. They're more expensive than the natural gas itself. So we have to make sure that when we eliminate a source of energy, that we can transition into a, another source of energy that is uh, as affordable, if not more affordable. That is my concern when we hear people talk about the new green deal and pushing all these ideas. These, you know, these ideas are great, but we have to understand that there, it's a cost to a certain segment of our population. You, most, most of the time, the, 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 the poorer section, like, uh, uh, Jackie talked about the, um, the, uh, the ribeye steaks. I haven't had a ribeye steak and I, I can't even remember because I, I, I can't afford that kind of meat. You know, we, we can't afford that meat in our house, uh, steak. Uh, we can't afford that. 
and, and so we're kind of like part of the whole, uh, you know, getting away from me thing, but not because of our choice, but because of our, we can't afford it, you know? And, and, and that's a shame that, that these policies produce these effects that, and, and, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't understand it. That's why like Jackie Acquara says she doesn't know why these costs are going up. Well, energy is, has in part to do with it. Yes, but it so, sounds like I mean, you needed to go a couple sentences more to complete <laughs> your free of mind presentation. Well, well, my, my, well, my thought is this: is that I believe, and, and I think Jackie was uh, alluding to it as well, that I believe all of this stuff that we're hearing about in, in Ukraine and Russia has more to do with us not paying attention to what's going on in our own countries and trying to divert our attention to the rising cost of living in our countries and, and, and pay attention to something that has nothing to do with us. You know, it has nothing to do with us. And, 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 and I just want to add one more thing is that while all of this is going on in Ukraine and Russia, we are negotiating with Iran for, uh, to get them to produce more oil and pump oil into the markets and that's what I understand about this whole, these people that push these policies, new green deal. And I, like I said, I'm not anti-environment or anything like that. And I'm not pro-oil. But what I'm saying is I don't understand how can you be anti-drilling of oil in a safe manner in the United States, but could be pro-drilling of oil in Iran and Saudi Arabia and any other country, but not in my backyard. It's, I call it the not-in-my-backyard policy. Mindy, last time Mindy. I checked, we live on the same planet. Thank you, Tony, for calling in and freeing your mind today. Thank you. Nat from Boston, you're on the air. <laughs> Uh, Brother Dave from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Yes, thank you very much. Um, you know, I've been listening to this discussion, and what comes to my mind is a book that I read long ago, In Search of Enemies, uh, by John uh, Stockwell. I, uh, and what, what I see here is that as an imperial power that the United States is, uh, I guess uh, nearly the top leading one at this time, uh, you have to keep up the people uh, revved up to the point where they uh, have a big, big intelligence and military budget, bigger and bigger. This one is, I'm sure, over a trillion dollars. And... By that, you have to have this people, the people, uh, fearing enemies and uh, warfare and whatnot, and the need to have more military people. Uh, and I, I thought about that. I talked with some people that say, "Oh, you're gonna support the military and get all the equipment. You got to defend yourself." So, uh, what uh, Mr. Biden is doing is he's revving that up so uh, he can send, uh, you know, 8,000 more troops over, I guess a million dollar a person, uh, get them over there, whatever, and uh, keep the people in the mood. 
where they will uh, uh, spend lots and lots of money uh, on military equipment and uh, enriching the contractors that make it and the, the what they call tech reps who work for the military and the military people themselves are giving them salaries and so forth. So to me, uh, I think he's smart enough to know not to get in a, nu- a nuclear war with the Russians or the Chinese, because I think that would be catastrophic for us over here too. But he's revving everything up, and this is going to have a tremendous effect in supporting increased military budgets. And that's the way I, I look at it. Thank you for freeing your mind today. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Neil from Connecticut, you have just a bit of time, but you have some time. Okay. Uh, my hope Harvey is paying special attention. And then uh, a more recent caller said the phrase hydrogen plants. We all know the military uses hydrogen toilet. It makes a liquid hydrogen car. I want to just say it's a historically proven fact that a used car, a used gas-powered car or diesel-powered car or truck can be a hydrogen factory, a hydrogen plant. People um, suffer from, I guess it's cognitive dissonance. I just call it sleepwalking. People hear the word water. Now you can't run a car on water. You can And it, as I've mentioned before, with quadrillions of metric tons of seawater, there's no way we're going to run out of fuel. Uh, Michio Kaku, Dr. Michio Kaku has also mentioned that they're going to start building fusion reactors, not fission, but cleaner fusion reactors. These new reactors are going to run on seawater. He said it. I want people to just wake up and and understand that solar... Wind power, geothermal, all of those are just a few marbles in a very large basket. Hydrogen is the greater part of water. There's two times more hydrogen than there is oxygen in any drop of water. It's the most abundant element in the universe. I just want people to wake up. It's very frustrating. It's just All right. Well, we have to leave it there. We are out of time, I'm afraid. Um So we have to leave it there. Thank you all for calling in and freeing your mind and also doing quite a job of freeing ours as well. Have yourselves a good weekend. Bring people into your life or go into those people's lives that you know but haven't had contact with in a while. And you you refresh yourself and uh, have some joy in your life. And then we see each other again on the air on Monday. Bye-bye.